0: There's a guy named Cliff, right? <laughs> wow, thank you.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I came unexpectedly. What did you say? Guy named what? <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm your host Danielle.
0: I'm Sam.
1: And this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it.
0: Yes, that's me. I'm like a brand new Furby. Teach me your language.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm glad we got away from spring animals.
0: <laughs> spring animals?
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't you like a sheep or a newborn squirrel or something last time?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what those... I mean, I guess I wouldn't classify them as spring animals. They exist year-round, so... I don't
1: know. They seem like newborn tiny... Everything's born in the spring, Sam. All
0: right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad we can move on to manufactured animals.
1: Oh, Furbies are creepy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This week, Sam, you're never going to believe what we're going to do.
0: Is it another DCOM, I swear?
1: It's not, because that would be mean.
0: <laughs> Is it another Hardy Boys?
1: No, it's not.
0: Is it a Nancy Drew? No! Is it a Krabs book?
1: Yes, it's a Krabs yes! book! Yes! I found I didn't want one. To believe it was it. so hard to find. Is it the best one? Absolutely not. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was found and I'm very excited to share finally one of the sequels, sequels sort of. Is it
0: the sequel or is it like, okay. which one is it?
1: This is my understanding. This is called Krabs's, Krabs's moon. <laughs> Krabs' Moon. Krabs' <laughs> Moon.
0: Let's back up for just a moment here and provide some context for people who may be confused what we're talking about.
1: I was, we were going to do that, Sam. That was part of my plan.
0: Okay. I just want to say <laughs> before you start talking about Crabs' Moon, we should maybe mention that this was a, a sequel to a pulp book called Was Attack of the Crabs?
1: No, Night of Night the, of the crabs.
0: crabs. Night of the Crabs? Night of the Krabs,
1: yeah. By Guy N. Smith.
0: Yes, yeah, about giant mutant crabs that attack people at a beach in Wales.
1: Yes, in Wales. Perfect. So you all right, I so well. all you need to
0: know. This is one of those sequels, and I did not believe we'd ever actually get to one of them, so that's I am because excited. because
1: shortly after we did ours on this podcast, maybe uh, this was our fault, they disappeared entirely from the internet and Amazon and everywhere.
0: Impossible to find.
1: Yeah, they're like really expensive to buy. Well, I happened to come across one. <laughs> in a bookstore? <laughs> no, online, but like internet archive. Oh, nice! Open Library, yeah, that was the only one. And so when I happened to be skimming through, trying to figure out what we we're gonna do, uh, very late last night, <laughs> prior to this recording, I came across this, and I was very excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that is fortuitous. Like it was the universe telling you, Danielle, you haven't figured your stuff out for this week. Here, let me gift you this on a silver platter.
1: <laughs> I was, yeah, it's uh, actually it is considered Night of the Crabs too. It's on one of the cover pages in the book.
0: Perfect. We're direct sequel. We're going in order, everyone. We're gonna yes. do all fourteen i would or say
1: it's actually a sequel i'll get into this in a moment a moment so this book crabs moon <laughs> crabs with an apostrophe moon
0: <laughs> so to crabs apostrophe moon
1: <laughs> crabs moon but it's you know it's the crabs, crab's moon. moon yeah I got it. <laughs> english is
0: hard everybody <laughs>
1: And it was done in 1984. It is not the first book written after Night of the Crabs, which was the first of the Crab series.
0: But in the Crabs timeline, it's considered the direct sequel.
1: Technically, it's actually a parallel story to, you know how there was all this like background stuff going on in Night of the Crabs? Like there's a, talk about like a town that got destroyed. There's like all this stuff that's going on in the background. This is that story in case you cared to know.
0: <laughs> so this is basically like the, oh, I'm trying to think of, of an analog to this, but like a Rashomon type thing where it's like sure. telling the story from another perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah. You could say it's telling the story from another I'm, perspective. I'm trying to make I, this
0: really highbrow, Daniel.
1: Yeah. Point. I think Night of the crabs is a better story. But this is particularly odd, so I think you'll enjoy it. And I'm going to give you this little, just this is a summary that is written at the very beginning of the book. I would, by the way, uh, highly recommend that anybody who's listening to this who has not heard Night of the Crabs should go and listen to that episode before listening to this because it's not going to make sense.
0: (laughs) Also, it's a really great episode. It's probably one of our (laughs) our, most unhinged episodes, episodes, I would say. (laughs) And
1: it's one of our most downloaded, one of our most loved. So I I would highly recommend it either way, but I think it'll make this experience. It's much more interesting for you. All right. So I'm going to give you this, Sam.
0: Excellent. Here's what the long-awaited sequel to Night of the Crabs is about. In the summer of 1976, the giant crabs first attacked mankind, with a capital M, on the (laughs) Welsh coast. Part of that story was told in Night of the Crabs. The remainder is told in this book. That is (laughs) awful.
1: (laughs) just a little cover like when you open it up that's what it says
0: (laughs) it's just like hey guys remember that story you read uh it it was we we sold you an incomplete bill of goods here's the rest of it it's like dlc (laughs) for books
1: all right, Sam, I'm going to ask you to do something absolutely horrible because I know it's been a very long you time. To, you
0: want me to re-summarize Night of the Crabs, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Just a nice, short, brief summary so that people know what they're getting into in case they're not listening to our wisdom of going to the first episode and starting there.
0: Okay, I'm going to do my best. So there's a guy named Cliff, right? Yes. Hey, he's a famous botanist. Or something, or, or also marine biologist. His job is unclear.
1: He was a botanist, but in the first couple of pages, they called him a marine biologist. We remember, we decided he double majored in marine biology yes, oh, and botany. Yes. Yeah. I remember and the Davenport's right his last name, just for okay. the record. I'm going to
0: tell you right now, Danielle, that is the last name I'm going to remember from this book. I don't remember the girl he bumps <laughs> I'm into. Impressed. Yeah.
1: Pat. I think her name's Pat.
0: Pat, sure, whatever. The point is, his nephew and the nephew's fiance i think it's his nephew some relation to him i think
1: it's niece niece and
0: his niece, niece and, and her fiance they get murdered out on the coast of wales and for some reason The police are like, nah, no big deal. They just drowned swimming. And he's like, I'm going to go investigate. Mm -hmm. And so he goes to the coast of Wales and starts poking around. He bumps into a girl named Pat at a bar who was just recently divorced, or the pub, I should say. And they decide to team up for this crab hunting mission. (laughs) And he like spots crab tracks in the sand. Like, oh, they're cow-sized crab. I can tell from the tracks.
1: (laughs) That comes back in this book, and it's so good.
0: All right. I'm telling you, people, like, if this doesn't make sense to you, listen to the episode. It won't make any more sense, but at least you'll have more context. <laughs> anyway, so he concludes there are giant crabs uh, roaming around there that come out with the full moon or something. And Yes,
1: because they're moon based creatures. They are nocturnal. I looked it up.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you for, for elaborating on that. Uh, I'm going to tell this a lot out of order because I don't think the order matters as much, but uh, it doesn't. There's. There's a there's a homeless man who's murdered by the crabs, and they see this, and then the crabs kind of attack it. He goes to the army base. There's an army base nearby. Mm-hmm. And he like tries to convince them that, hey, guys, there are giant crabs murdering people. And they're like, yeah, you're right. But then he somehow has a connection to like the Minister of Defense or something in the British government. Yeah. He's like, this guy's totally legit. You should listen to him. They're like, all right, I guess.
1: Do you remember where the base is, the name of the place?
0: I don't remember the name. I remember it's like on the beach, basically.
1: It's on Shell Island is what the name of the... Uh, I should have guessed that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very relevant to the story.
0: <laughs> uh, I should have guessed Shell Island. Anyway, eventually the base is attacked by the crabs, and they manage to like fight them off, kind of. After they murderate a few of the people, and they're like, "Oh, these crabs are all coordinated." And then they do some like <laughs> ocean scanning and find the deep caves where the crabs are hiding. They like dynamite them closed in a very harrowing and very stupid scene. <laughs> But that doesn't stop the crabs because there's the king crab who's like the crab hive mind queen who leads them. (laughs) And I think somehow they managed to... uh Blow up the king crab, which calls all the other crabs to like disperse. No, no, it wasn't like the uh, no. A, so, you got okay. up to the
1: point where they close off the caves where they are all the crabs, yeah. are supposed- and there's some
0: giant battle. They all come out again, they have like this huge battle on the beach, right?
1: Yes, so they come out, they manage to escape through the back end of the caves or something because they didn't map them very well. Yeah, and they managed <laughs> to come all. out. Now, do you remember that uh, around this time? Cliff Davenport happens to read a news article about a pesticide. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about how they
0: spray them (laughs) with this pesticide. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it kills everything it touches it's like the craziest pesticide in that's not marbles. a
0: pesticide that's just a poison
1: <laughs> like a pesticide <laughs> is a
0: that's specific and discriminating this is an indiscriminate poison
1: yeah, absolutely so they basically take some planes they bombard the crabs with this pesticide poison and they shuffle dejectedly back into the ocean
0: Didn't th- i thought they killed the king crab or something no
1: artillery does not like affect them it.
0: So they don't actually kill the king crab in this book? I don't think so. Okay. So part of this was there was a king crab who was coordinating the tactics of all the other crabs, which was equally insane.
1: (laughs) I'm really impressed. I think everybody, we should give Sam a round of applause for how impressive his recap skills are when I can't even remember two weeks later.
0: (laughs) I mean, I remembered one name and the big highlights, so I'll take it. I mean,
1: that's pretty impressive. I can't even remember uh, highlights again from two weeks (laughs) Highlights for kids,
0: Danielle. Great magazine.
1: Okay. So that basically summarizes the important things that you need to know from this previous book that's really just a parallel story and not previous at all. Okay. So this is – this all happened – I don't know if you recall this all happened over basically like a weekend from like Friday to Monday or something. It was a
0: super fast development of, oh, giant crabs don't exist too. We must nuke the giant crabs with a horribly dangerous poison and destroy the environment.
1: Right. Because it was peak moon season. So – peak
0: moon season. I forgot that was a thing.
1: (laughs) Friday on Shell Island as the book opens. Ooh. Irie Wall, I-I-R-E-Y, Irie Wall is in a car with a man named Keith. Uh, It's against her better judgment. They're on their way to Shell Island and she knows if she asks him to turn around, he'd just give her a hard time so she's not going to say anything.
0: Uh, Also, just to put out that I skip a bunch of pretty gross violence and also pretty gross sex because again, it's a pulp book so I'm excited to see.
1: And I'm also going to add because I think it's relevant. He has a tendency to tell you stories of multiple people uh, like what they're doing at the time of events kind of thing and these people do not tie into each other they're just four page stories about some you know random couple that goes off to have sex and then gets murdered by crabs and some random boat captain who happens to be out floating and he gets murdered by crabs they're like they're not tied into anything they're just like murder scenes by crabs
0: this kind of reminds (laughs) me of the fool on the hill where you had a bunch of like weird little stories but those actually usually did tie in
1: yeah these do not always tie in together in fact I'm gonna so do not write me, I'm skipping a few <laughs> things in this. That are just they don't really matter. <laughs> These sto- I mean, there's like a whole story I'm cutting out, and I'm sorry, everybody. But really,
0: no. Totally legitimate. I go for it. Do not bog me down with irrelevant details. That's what I do for you and Hyperion.
1: So Keith and Irie, they're staying at a resort camp, and she needed a break from her kids who are sound asleep. They are not together, by the way. It's not like he's the father of the kids at this point.
0: Okay. At this point, he can become their father.
1: (laughs) You know what I meant. Like, as far as we know it, at this point. It's clear that the kids are hers and they're not Keith's. As they drive, she reflects on her life and how unfair it is to be a woman. Yeah. Sing it, sister. It does suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that when a man writes a book about how hard it is to be a woman, because he really gets it.
1: Her husband, Alan, shoved her and the kids off at Blue Ocean Holiday Camp so that he could go fishing with his friends from work. So she's there alone with the kids, which sounds super fun.
0: Oh, man. What a a great husband. Like, didn't Pat also have some terrible ex or something?
1: All of the people... Okay, I will tell you this, that all of his characters are very great. Even the heroes that are supposed to be likable, you're kind of like, you're a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) I don't know if that's on purpose or just that style of writing.
0: I do remember thinking Cliff was kind of not a great dude.
1: Yeah. So usually the women are like these beleaguered, like they're either the kind that have put like upon, multiple partners yeah. or they're like this put upon people have been cheating on them or they had a bad relationship or whatever. Those are the two types of women he seems to write. Not that I have a lot of experience. I've read two books.
0: <laughs> Look, Danielle, you probably have more experience than most people in his writing. So, you know, you're the new expert in this universe. Oh,
1: no, he's got like fans. Anyway, (laughs) so apparently there are rumors that Alan's a cheater. He's often out late and always has excuses, but she just doesn't want to think about it. She knows, quote, he's a male chauvinist pig. So, you know. (laughs)
0: That's why I stay married to him.
1: I think it's the set time period.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So this guy, Keith, she had seen him last night at the, I think the bar or something at the camp and had been interested and they'd hit it off. And apparently Keith had been cheated on by his ex-wife, or at least that's what he told her. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> and she intends to kind of flirt, but not let it go any further than that.
0: And now they're driving off to where he lives on the army base with her kids in tow.
1: No, her kids are not there. Her kids were left behind. With I don't whom? know. I, I think she has somebody that's watching them or something. Wild. They might be asleep. It's very unclear. She has a couple moments where she just leaves her kids asleep and like walks off, and you're like,
0: <laughs> so she was like, her kids could be asleep back on the mainland as she's driving off to this island with this guy.
1: It's possible. I cannot remember for the life of me. There's a part <laughs> later where I do know what the kids are doing, but I don't remember this part. She has a whole thing where she talks about, like, what the kids are doing. I just don't remember.
0: Yeah, you weren't kidding about grayness.
1: (laughs) So, traffic's heavy, but Keith reckons that most of the cars are going to peel off as they make their way to Shell Island, and it'll be mostly empty. uh, Are they
0: going to, like, make out point or something?
1: No, I mean, kind of. I think it's probably one of those places where people often have sex in the dunes, because it's pretty empty. You know, okay. resort area. As they make their way up the road, a loud whine erupts and they look up at the sky, seeing a diving plane, and it suddenly turns off the last moment. And makes its way towards a compound ahead with a runway attached. As you said earlier, the military base, Sam.
0: Yeah, and it has like drones. They are doing something with drones.
1: Yes. And Keith explains likely there was no pilot inside because they don't use the word drones because I'm not sure if that was really a word that was no, used back then. <laughs> no, probably not. like, they're doing, you know, technological research of unmanned pilots or planes UAVs, or whatever. unmanned yeah.
0: aerial vehicles.
1: So they pull up to the dunes and make their way to the end of the island settling in for a picnic.
0: So her plan to not let things go too far is to go to a secluded sex spot with this man.
1: 100%. Brilliant. (laughs) So Keith goes in for a kiss and Irie decides to go with it. Screw (laughs) Ellen. I mean... I agree, but
0: also two wrongs will make her right here.
1: No, I know she should just divorce him. He yeah. suggests going for a swim, and she's like, "Well, I don't. I didn't bring any swimwear with me. You don't blah,
0: need blah, blah. one. we will go skinny dipping." He
1: absolutely says that, but he's yeah. like, "Let me go check it out first. Like, I'll go scope the area and make sure this there aren't like, any other people around."
0: The most obvious playbook in the world.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. So at, he undresses and runs off to check the water, go for a quick swim, and see if there's other people out there. I guess he was gonna go check naked. <laughs>
0: hey man he's proud of his body
1: yeah and turned on by his naked form irie decides to undress as well for reasons i don't know she's just gonna lay in the sand naked get, get a tan <laughs>
0: <laughs> get a tan on the welsh countryside wales known <laughs> for its sunshine
1: i don't know what she says she's gonna get a tan but she's just hanging out in the sun till he comes back
0: <laughs> i just love the idea it's like you know right, i want to go to get a tan wales a maybe scotland <laughs> Like, beautiful, beautiful beaches, but, like, not the sunny kind (laughs) of, like, oh, that's one thing if I want to get tan.
1: Well, apparently it's lovely outside. Great. So Keith makes it to the ocean and doesn't really see any other bathers in the area, even though there were some out earlier, and he decides to take a quick dip before heading back. He's excited by the prospect of naked times with Irie, and it's obvious he's a bit of a player, as you said. He's using the playbook here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. Perfect.
1: And as he laughs to himself about his upcoming conquest, a tug on his foot gets his attention. His laugh- It's is a crab! just shrieks of pain!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a crab! Crab! Crab claws! Crab claws!
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a fake out.
0: Uh, of course it is. The first one is always a fake out. It's always like seaweed or something.
1: Crap backs. Oh! Oh, crap backs <laughs> again, Danielle! Crab fact corner. crab facts?
0: Oh, Daniel's crab facts.
1: Crab facts. Crabs love to play pranks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a crab fact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so <glad> that's back.
1: <laughs> All right. Tipping has a hold of him. He thinks his foot is caught in something, but as he finally gets a look at the thing, he's shocked. It's a quote. I have so many quotes, Sam. So many
0: oh, quotes. my God. Just read me the book, Danielle.
1: <laughs> it says, a tiny face embedded in the shell of a huge body. Pinchers the size of industrial acetylene cutters.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what
1: it I mean, like, like, oh, yes, what a industrial choice. industrial acetylene cutters. I'm Everyone so knows what industrial acetylene
0: cutter knows. is, Danielle. <laughs> it's a perfect analogy.
1: <laughs> I laughed out loud when I read it.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
1: agony rips through him as the creature grips both his legs his foot comes off and he manages to escape only to be pulled down again the crab grasping at his body I uh, said it was a fake out no I said I said it could be a fake out it's not a fake out it is a crab oh okay
0: yeah alright <laughs> this fine. is the opening
1: of Jaws with crabs <laughs>
0: yeah I figured he was gonna die but like the first one is usually a fake out but alright let's go on
1: no it's not a fake out it's crabs and then it does also highly suggest that his uh member, member. gets ripped off <laughs>
0: Well, you know, crabs, again, high strategic animals, they go for the dong. That's a crab fact.
1: <laughs> Whoa, Sam's crabback corner.
0: My crabback corner is a lot worse than yours. It was the same in corner.
1: <laughs> it says, his hands clutching at the gaping wound where only a short while previously. Flesh had swelled proudly with thoughts of Irywall. wall.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's a sentence that is gross on many levels.
1: I was like, Ugh.
0: Proudly? I actually
1: was skimming and I like got to that part. It was like, whoa, 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 back it up. <laughs> what
0: happened? Back that proud flesh up.
1: <laughs> he gives up fighting and he floats down. And as he floats down, he notices dozens of the crabs excited by the feast. His last thoughts are that he wished he'd stayed on the beach and screwed Irie. Not, not a direct quote. Not
0: like <laughs> I mean- Again, I don't know if that's a particularly revelatory last thought, like, gee, I wish I was <laughs> having sex right now instead of being murdered by crabs. Like
1: I mean, it's very honest.
0: Sure, but I don't think it's like anything particularly unique to our friend here.
1: No, it's not. So Death
0: or sex, tough call.
1: I like that he's like getting pulled apart by crabs and he's like, I found that I stayed on the beach and screwed Ivory.
0: <laughs> this book knows what its audience is. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, Irie has fallen asleep and she awakens with a start, wondering where, uh, what's his face is that? I just instantly I brought his name. His too. name. <laughs> Keith. I was gonna say Kyle. I was gonna say Keith. Kevin, so. <laughs> I went to Kevin too, that's where, like, the other one, I was like, those are both wrong.
0: <laughs> Alright, Danielle, <laughs> the three C's from Wolf.
1: Oh my god. Connor. Yep. Caleb.
0: Nope, it's always Caleb, it's always <laughs> never Caleb.
1: Cameron. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't know do you
0: no it, it's
1: <laughs> Connor, carter cameron, cameron and carter Con- cameron and the hard one casey no clivey caden what what <laughs> why
0: i think so i think that's right it's been a while either way amazing
1: <laughs> okay oh it's so hard it's so now hard, we have guys. kevin
0: keith and kyle
1: okay Well, uh, Keith over here. She wonders where he's at, and she hears a noise in the grasses nearby. And realizing someone is likely watching her, she rushes for her clothes. It's a crab. No, the man who finally steps from the grasses is described as looking older than his years. He perhaps had polio because his legs are thinner than normal, and his clothes are torn.
0: Was he hiding in the bushes jacking it?
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) He
0: was hiding in the bushes watching her jacking it.
1: (laughs) Kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured. It's that kind of
1: book. And his face is marred by either terrible genetics or some disease. It, this description actually goes on for quite some time, and is why is it details. so mean to the pervert? I don't know. I mean, he's
0: a pervert, but also <laughs> why?
1: Well, and he obviously has some kind of, like, mental difficulties because he, he has a hard time giving her his name when she asks. His name is Barnaby. And he tells her that everybody around knows who he is. He comes and goes as he pleases, and he sees things other folks miss. I think that's the same guy who ends up murdered. You mean the, the, the homeless other man? Book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not two people who are described identically. <laughs> I
0: don't know, Danielle. I would not put a past this book.
1: No. <laughs> uh, you never really hear about Barnaby ever again, so I'm pretty sure uh, – I'm going to assume, listeners, that he dies in the other book.
0: <laughs> so, wait, Barnaby is just here to scare Irie and then is disappeared from this book.
1: Absolutely. And I Perfect. At least as far as I recall. <laughs> no notes. No. She tells him that she was only naked because she was going to go for a swim, and he gets very agitated, telling her not to go in the water because people die there. And – he tells her that he saw them shortly after morning, a dozen or more, looking for food. And she's like, you saw what? Was it sharks? Crab, Daniel?
0: Obviously, it's crabs.
1: Crabs! He explains.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I was way sheep. ahead of you.
1: Big as cows, Sam.
0: Big as cows?
1: <laughs> she's like, cool, cool. Gotta go find my husband now. Bye.
0: Your husband? He dumped you on this beach. He's back on a fishing trip with his buddy.
1: Yeah, but she's trying. I think she's trying to do the classic uh, woman thing of "I have a boyfriend." I swear.
0: Okay. (laughs) He's getting eaten by crabs right now.
1: Yeah, Uh, she looks for Keith. She can't find him. She's worried about her kids because it's now like Kyle, Keith. (laughs) I'm kidding. My notes are correct, Sam. It's not like oh, the, last, you had the last movie where I like couldn't remember the guy's name for three pages and wrote it down wrong.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, sorry, my mistake.
1: I thought Can of Worms guy was Matt and not Scott. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: just a test
1: it's late enough it's late enough she thinks it's probably close to 7 she was supposed to pick up her kids at 6.30 so she's like freaking out and so she can't find him she decides just to leave she assumes maybe he's gone off and found another woman or something like that and she drives herself back in his car
0: yeah so he's like oh he probably found some other woman and left his car here and me I have to steal his car and go home which, well, yeah, crazy. I think it's a
1: combination, not being able to find him, like having a little bit of low self-esteem at this point, and also being like really worried that her everybody's going to be searching for her because she didn't come home for her kids.
0: Valid, I suppose.
1: And they're, I think, quite a ways away, so it's going to be a while back. So flashback? I don't know. It's a flashback backs parallel to the next day.
0: <laughs> it's a step to the right. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, to Night of the Crabs. You get a literal direct uh, poll chapter from Night of you the Crabs. You get a whole chapter from
0: Night of the crab just inserted contextless into this book.
1: Yeah, well, because uh, um, it doesn't feel contextless because every chapter is like a new character doing something weird. So it's the,
0: <laughs> okay. the
1: Night of the Crabs opens with a couple, but as you said, the niece and then the niece's fiance or boyfriend or whatever as they're driving along and then they just to stop until on and they get murdered, that's the chapter you get.
0: Right. Okay. Great. The opening of the book, basically. Yes.
1: It ties the two together. And then Saturday night, Miles Manning, new character, has a personal really? yacht.
0: <laughs> Who named him? Stan Lee?
1: <laughs> Miles Manning. Mr. Manning he
0: Peter a- Parker. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He has a personal yacht. It's called the Ocean Queen. He's the owner of Blue Ocean Holiday Camp. He's like a millionaire or something. He's got a ton of money.
0: Oh, so he's going to die. We're going to be okay with it.
1: (laughs) And this party (laughs) aboard his yacht is for some added publicity. It's a selection of people from the holiday camp that we're allowed on. And he's a bit of a pompous tool. And he's offended the people on the yacht didn't dress up in their very best. None of them are in evening gowns. And it doesn't sound like he ever gave them a, you know, black tie required sort of deal. If the
0: invitation doesn't say formal dress, that's on you, buddy. Also, who wants to wear like an evening gown on a yacht?
1: Well, I think that's probably relatively common. But he's just very put out that nobody thought to do it. And they're all like the bestest cocktail dresses. And most people are like in jeans.
0: (laughs) I think wearing your best outfit where it's very likely to get splashed or something is not a, the best idea. But what do I know? I'm not ultra wealthy.
1: <laughs> so his assistant comes up and he confirms that they have planted reporters back at the dock awaiting their arrival. Before they can finish the details, an explosion happens on shore. And then another.
0: Okay, quick question. Yes. Before we get to the explosions, what is this publicity supposed to do? Like, hey, I'm a rich guy on a yacht. That's going to attract attention no, to my it's supposed, resort?
1: it's supposed to – like, because the people on the ship are from the resort.
0: Um, uh, so like they actual like,
1: guests on there.
0: Come to my resort. You'll be at a party on my yacht.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of just a tie-in deal.
0: Okay. All right. All right sorry. I was briefly confused about why – then why is he expecting all his random guests to have like evening gowns?
1: I don't know, but he should have made that specific if he wanted them to look super fancy coming off his... Yeah. I think he's trying... So, my understanding with reading this story is that he's trying to make this... Uh, there's a lot of these camps along the Welsh coastline at this time, and he's trying to make his kind of like exclusive and high-end and oh. get the right clientele and have it like be packed all the time. And so, like he's really trying to push his above the others.
0: None of this was at all relevant. I just really wanted to dig into this character.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the author wrote more about him than I didn't tell you, so. Great, perfect. (laughs) Good questions, good questions. So like I said, an explosion happens on shore, and then another, and then machine gun fire.
0: Is the crabs attacking the base?
1: Yes, it's the crabstick hacking the base, but he doesn't know that at this Of course time. he doesn't. So he assumes it's a night exercise over at Shell Island with a military base there, and he makes the announcement to the partiers, like, don't worry, everybody, just a military, you know, exercise, and I'm sure it'll be over soon. He's worried, obviously, it's going to ruin all his plans and make his uh, the trip kind of unbearable. Yep. And they continue to make their way down the coast, and they finally, as they're kind of heading towards the pier area where they're supposed to get to, they bottom out on something. <gasps>
0: Is it a crab?
1: Maybe. <laughs> they the crab. not. <laughs> the crew isn't sure what they hit. Is there no sandbars in the area? In fact, it's like the one clear area in the entire you know, section where they're going. They don't have to m- migrate around anything.
0: They weren't expecting a crab bar.
1: <laughs> <Ba-dum-ba>. The water <laughs> around them begins to ripple and the yacht almost turtles. Everybody's screaming and grabbing onto things. And they finally are managed to pull free and they get to their port. But oddly, the press aren't there and the fight is still going strong on Shell Island.
0: Oh no, his press opportunity was ruined. I don't care.
1: Yeah, he's super mad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't care. They didn't get murrified. What's the point? <laughs>
1: Manny makes it back to his office to find out that he has a priority call from Colonel Good, Ministry of Defense.
0: Sure, better than Colonel Bad, I guess.
1: <laughs> we hear Manning's side of the conversation, and he pales as he gets off the call. He tells the staff that Shell Island has been attacked and virtually destroyed. There are no buildings left, no equipment. He have no idea how many lives are lost. Oh, no.
0: This would be shocking if we didn't to read a book about this.
1: Yes. Well, <laughs> you get with it, Sam. <laughs> Ricky Winterbottom, one of his uh, people works under him, asks what attacked them.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. say that name again.
1: Ricky Winterbottom. Thank you. (laughs) I wrote it down because it's a great name. (laughs) Great name! (laughs) A lot of his names are really good. They're just like classic, like Mannings and Ricky Winterbottom.
0: Let me ask you a question, Danielle. Let's get a crab fact here about crab names. Like, what do they name each other? What do you think a common Uh, crab name is?
1: have a crab name. Clackers? Do you think they actually just use, like, nouns for their name and not actual, like, human names?
0: What, do you think he's called himself Steve? Steve the Crab?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think they have a lot of distaste for humans, so I'm going to say no, they don't take on human names. I think they, like, have their own. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, like, some weird crab noise? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
1: <they're> like, Earth.
0: <laughs> earth? Earth?
1: E- U-R-T-H, not Earth.
0: Oh, Earth. <laughs> that sounds exactly like Earth, Danielle. <laughs>
1: No, but it's not. It's a noun. I told you they name him after for That's going
0: to be very difficult for him to be like, <laughs> when he goes to like, like, yes, my name is Earth. No, it's spelled to you. Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> you know what? Crab parents are mean to Crab fat Corner. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sometimes Crab Parents name their children terrible names that also have to be spelled every time they go to like a crab bank. <laughs>
0: crab. This is called a sandbar.
1: They go to the sandbar and the sandbar is like, what name do you want on your cup? Oh, I that like, thing. Yeah, There's are
0: <laughs> like oceans and rivers already have banks. I'm, what am I doing here? Uh, that's, that's a real missed opportunity.
1: Sandbank. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and the bank's like, what? That doesn't work with my cup joke, Sam.
0: <laughs> what cup joke? <laughs>
1: I just said, they go to the sandbar oh, and they, they put say, the name, name the cup you, like you want a on your cup? Yeah, yeah. And They're like, Earth, it's spelled U R T H, and they get the cup back, and it's spelled E-A-R-T-H, because that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Nobody well, ever listens to you when you spell your name, I know.
0: Yeah, whenever you go to the, the, the crab coffee shop, which is a real challenge underwater to keep the <laughs> coffee in the cup and not just become <laughs> diluted with the seawater, so good for them for having that technology.
1: Yep, they're way ahead, yep. as we know. Crab fact.
0: Crabs are way ahead of us in coffee technology, coffee cup technology. <laughs>
1: And then just in general, that's how they survive human- humanity.
0: Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Danielle, for another fascinating dive into Danielle's crab back corner.
1: Time. Okay. So, Ricky Winterbottom asks, what attacked them? I forgot. And-, <laughs> and Manning is like, crabs, hundreds of giant crabs as big as cows. Those
0: cows, <laughs> man. Why are they the only animal they can think of? <laughs>
1: I don't know, like every, it's like maybe one person started saying it over and over and now everybody's just like, I heard they're as big as cows. Oh, they're as big as cows. Oh my God, as big as cows. I was,
0: I saw it. Someone said they're as big as cows. I remember cows are pretty big.
1: <laughs> Occasionally they throw in other animals. Like at one point they say they're as big as the donkeys. There's, sure. Uh, some same times they say they're like bigger than sheep. That's the other one they use a lot.
0: Amazing. All right. The whole menagerie.
1: Yep. So apparently the shore is just crawling with them, and that's what the yacht ran over on their way in. The crabs were so engaged in their warfare, it's the only reason they made it through, and they didn't tip the yacht.
0: I don't understand why the crabs would give up on a free meal, but, you know, I'm not a crab.
1: <laughs> Winterbottom is like, We'll need to evacuate the camp. There won't be one if the crabs make their way to us. And Manning disagrees. He says, Yeah, of course he they- does. <laughs> if they play it right, they can turn this to their advantage. The How? Sea wall was- this I'll, I'll tell you right now So no I uh,
0: no. I want to speculate is he going to do like a blood sport style thing where he's going to say I'm going to sell tickets to watch the crabs demolish the army base
1: no but that would have been a good turnaround uh, about halfway through this book <laughs> that's what you've <laughs> yeah, done okay.
0: All right, what's his brilliant idea to make money off the crabs
1: so he says I call that it, recently it crab- the- Park <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. The, with the recent construction of the park, this or the park, the uh, camp, <laughs> the seawall was strengthened and built up to keep the waves at bay. And they're going to sandbag the whole line because there's a section that's like less than the rest. And he says if they sandbag that and you know do as many sandbags as possible along the line, he thinks they can basically like survive there. Like it'll be a little...
0: A crab wall.
1: Exactly. And the folks in the camp will love it because they'll know they're safe. So he says, our man in the street is a ghoul who loves to watch... Carnage from safety, and by God, he's right in the pound seats here! So,
0: point. I was basically right about what he wants. They yes. want to have the thrill <laughs> of being near the danger but know they're safe from it. Exactly. Wow, I guess uh, he and I don't think so differently.
1: <laughs> so, everybody else is being wrecked. The Blue Ocean Holiday Camp will remain invincible, and in that they will have the time of their lives so they'll keep coming back. Like, he'll be renowned for being the place that was the stronghold during the crab attack.
0: His hubris is the same hubris that hegemony showed, thinking they knew what they were getting <laughs> into with the ousters.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive. You've
0: he could use a Now for sale in England.
1: Yay. Now for sale in Britain. We're overseas. We got enough money.
0: Yeah, th- there is a, a fairly hefty vat, so I'm sorry about that. But you know what? That's how you're, how it works.
1: <laughs> It's worth it, everybody.
0: Oh, it's so worth it. You'll avoid scenarios like this doofus over here.
1: Uh, Winterbottom, uh, still disagreeing, is like, if this doesn't work, some 5,000 people are going to die. We should get out while there's still time. And Manning is like, it's too late. It'll be pure chaos. They'll be in the way of the army. We can't evacuate that many before the crabs make it this far. We can't leave, even though they have at least till the next night. So that seems insane.
0: This is literally a Hyperion, Danielle. Do you realize that? (laughs) That his, like, oh, it's fine. We can't evacuate that many people from Hyperion slash Blue Ocean Resort. Oh, they won't attack us for many, uh, some length of time that we'll have to prepare for it, so we should be fine. Oh, we can totally have defenses that will fight them off. This is the same story, Danielle. I am Yeah, if you want to know what
1: happens and how that turns out, feel free to listen to our last episode, oh, two episodes ago of Hyperion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, I assume the rest of this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're the same so, story, Danielle. Did you realize this while reading it?
1: I did not think about Hyperion once while reading this. <laughs> to be fair, I was trying to like blow through this in a few hours so that I could go to bed.
0: <laughs> That's totally fair. Well, I'm here to bring it back to Hyperion. That's the only thing I'm, I've been dealing with for the last like eight weeks. So you know what? I have no choice.
1: Apparently I don't plan well, so I don't get to uh, figure out the uh, parallels to Hyperion <laughs> as I read. Crab moon, moon's crab, crab's is moon.
0: <laughs> Are they going to fly that moon off into space?
1: I wish. You know how much fun this story. (laughs) I was thinking actually about two thirds of the way through the story. I was like, I wonder if there's a Crabs in Space novel. I wonder if one of his novels gets the crabs to the moon. (laughs) It seems like the kind of book that could go there.
0: I would love to see like Crabs X, Crabs in Space, and they fight Jason or something.
1: (laughs) Yes, you may remember there's like 13 of these books or something absurd.
0: There's gotta be one in space. I mean, Kate calls one crab's moon without it going to space.
1: Yeah, if I could, could get one of the ones that had like developed the crabs more, I would have. I would have done that. So hopefully, in the future, when I'm down on my luck and looking for a book to do, maybe uh, the internet will will surprise me with another crab book.
0: Listeners, if you have a hookup to get Danielle more crabs, reach out to us. <laughs> I'm gonna leave sentence as it cheaper. is too. I'm happy with it.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So they're not going to tell anybody in the camp what's happening until it's heard by them by them on the radios tomorrow. Because she's sure it'll be on the radio shows.
0: Is, they think it's going to be like an emergency broadcast tonight?
1: No, apparently not. He thinks that. <laughs> like, I know what I was reading. I was like, what if somebody's listening to the radio tonight? <laughs> you Maybe hear that it's sound, really
0: Daniel? <laughs> you know what that sound is? That's the sound of a dehybridifier he should be powering up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Now with Whisper Silent Technology.
0: It's now White Noise Machine too.
1: It doesn't really matter, Sam, if anybody hears it on the radio, because they're planning to lock everybody in anyway and play it down like a big game. That's insane! (laughs) They're basically going to continue their party. This is like the Titanic sinking. They're just going to continue their party while the chaos runs around them.
0: Is... Manning's got to be the villain of this book, right?
1: I don't think there is a villain. I think it's – I think that like like Hyperion, humanity also sucks in this (laughs) book and you're kind of like half on the crap side.
0: Perfect. Danielle, I can't believe that we have done basically the same books. Like my (laughs) books are very long and there are lots of them and your books are not as long but there are lots more of them. Like I think between the two of us, we could have like the same amount of time devoted to basically the same story about how much Mandy sucks. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, we're on a, a run.
0: Amazing. And you wonder
1: why I intersperse things with Disney Channel original movies? <laughs> we need a break.
0: <laughs> amazing day, amazing. I love this.
1: <laughs> so early Sunday morning at the Blue Ocean Holiday Camp, Irie has no idea where Keith is. He's still missing.
0: <laughs> sure, and she's like, "Well, oh, whatever. I have his car. What else do I need?"
1: Well, she's listening to the radio when a news report comes on about giant crabs! Giant crabs! When she realizes she must absolutely report that Keith is missing because she's assuming maybe he got eaten by crabs. Correctly. And she leaves her kids behind. They're asleep. She thinks she probably has about another hour before they wake up. What what if everyone's assuming how much
0: time they have until they can do something? I don't
1: know. Unfortunately, because this is a book, the kids wake up before she returns and they decide to head out to the beach
0: to go crab fishing.
1: To go crabbing. They're stopped like by a that giant word. wall of sandbags that the staff have been working on since the early morning. And Rodney, the little, uh, the little boy, he's undeterred and he climbs the wall, leaving his sister behind and is promptly yelled at by a worker, telling him to get down. Rodney, being the little punk, I don't know, six, eight-year-old that he is, decides to run for it. And just as he's caught, they hear the unfortunate sound of pinchers behind them.
0: I mean, everyone knows the sound of pinchers are behind them. That's obvious.
1: It's like this.
0: Make it more menacing, Danielle.
1: I don't know how to make a clapboard for
0: menacing. <laughs> anyway, I also want to point out that there's clearly a flaw in their sandbag wall if a child can scale it. <laughs> no. Like, what's it going to do for the crabs? The crabs uh, be fair, are as big this, as cows, to be clear.
1: I Okay, reading this scene, and I don't know if it was just because I was a little tired or if I just... The way he wrote it, it sounded like he was scaling the sandbags. Maybe he's not. It's It was kind of an unclear description Either of what way, was Either way, if a on. child
0: can get over your defense fences or around them or whatever i think giant mutant crabs are gonna figure it out
1: yeah so less than 10 yards away stood a huge sand colored crab it was at least four feet high it's waving pinchers like heavy duty steel cutters but the most awful feature was its face almost human in its malevolence tiny red eyes that saw and understood its expression unmistakable it was going to kill Ah! quick
0: question danielle Would you say this crab is as big as a cow?
1: Yes, I would say this crab, this cow, this crab. <laughs> cow. <laughs> Perfect. Was, no notes. I would say this crab is one. as big as a cow, a Jersey cow. What are the big cows? Is that the Jersey cows? What are the big ones?
0: Uh Holsteins.
1: <laughs> like the really big cows, you guys. I'm not a farmer. I'm sorry. I'm not a dairy I, farmer. I, no. I, no, I don't know. I don't know my cows. I've yeah. spent some time around cows I've been chased by a herd of cows but I don't okay. actually know much about
0: cows <laughs> are you sure they were wearing crabs as big as cows that chased you
1: it, it could be I mean I I feel like I have a really strong memory of that uh, in my in my brain because it was very uh, Lion Traumatic. King-esque okay. <laughs> yes but <laughs> I mean they could have been crabs to be fair I wasn't spending a lot of time looking behind me also to turn to
0: the story for a moment <laughs> are they just anthropomorphizing this crab like oh yeah that's a crab but like I can read Expression. Has he ever seen a crab? Because crabs are inscrutable.
1: but these are magic crabs. So. Okay, they have
0: human faces. Like I can tell he wants to murder me because <laughs> I the can amount crab that faces.
1: This is, the, the amount of times the description talks about how human-esque their faces are, I'm going to assume that they must have readable expressions. I just really want
0: them to be just like a human face, just a, a straight up human face <laughs> in the middle of these crab shells. Like, oh yeah, it's just like like uh, like a, like someone wearing a mascot outfit with like his face sticking out the front. Perfect. Yeah,
1: I feel like that probably would have been more specified if that was the case in this no, book. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, in
0: my head, that's what they now, because he says they have human faces. I'm gonna take it literally.
1: Okay. Uh, none of that happens, and the <laughs> okay. worker man grabs Rodney and throws him up the. I assume the sandbag wall before the crab feasts on him. And after he eats, the crab head back, not wanting to extend its stay in the daylight. Quote: Its hunger for human flesh after the previous night had driven it onto dry land in search of more. A leader, a king, it had a duty to its kind, so it headed back into the ocean.
0: Wait, so it's the leader and king? That's King apparently. Crab, apparently. No, I, I thought there'd be more pop and circumstance before we met King Crab, but <laughs> here we. Are he's alone on a beach eating dudes.
1: In this book, it's not like they mention him a lot, but it's not nearly as dramatic as it was in the previous, in the other book.
0: I just I, I'm disappointed. I wanted more from King Crab. I wanted more spectacle. Ah, maybe next time.
1: Maybe later. So the kids head back to camp. Thoroughly really traumatized, particularly yeah, the boy who watched this whole thing happen.
0: <laughs> also, if you could just chuck a kid over your wall. Not a very good wall.
1: I don't know if that's exactly what happened. Again, confusing scene. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely chucked him out of the way of the grab.
0: Look, all I'm saying is that the kid can easily get in and out of this wall. It's not a good wall.
1: It's probably not. Okay. While all this is happening, Jean, new character, has actually visited okay, her lover.
0: <laughs> oh, of course.
1: Yeah. So she leaves. She, she does. She's leaving the property. They're not supposed to. There's all these roadblocks up. The military is getting in place. They're not supposed to leave camp. But she's like, I'm going to go. And so she tells her boyfriend she is going to visit her sister. She's not. She's going to visit her.
0: I got it. Her lover. Her lover. Yes.
1: Got it. Um, I didn't understand this at first while I was reading it. So I was just trying to be as clear as possible. <laughs> I appreciate <And> that. <laughs> basically, no crazy crab warnings. going to keep her at camp. She works at the camp. I care
0: not for your crab warnings. <laughs> I have a lover to meet.
1: <laughs> Exactly. And she knows that if she gets caught, she's like going to be out of a job, which she really needs the job, but she decides that it's worth it. So she hitches a ride with some soldiers who assure her that the only reason the crabs got as far as they did was because they they weren't prepared. But now they've upped all their machinery and sandbags, red blocks, etc., and they're ready for anything now. I
0: don't think they're ready for anything at all.
1: (laughs) I don't think they're ready for anything at all, because we know that the crabs destroy everything. Spoiler, everybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're assuming they've listened to the other... Night of the Crabs I mean, book. But... we
1: did just mention that, like, heavy artillery does not work on these crabs.
0: Well, yeah. But, like, what's a heavy artillery compared to a single soldier with a machine gun? I'm sure he can do more damage.
1: Absolutely. Back at camp, Irie is still stuck in the security office with a large number of people coming in to complain about, like, not being locked in and not yeah. being able to leave in crabs. I would
0: crabs complain and... about that, too. I mean... <laughs> I assume, has everyone been informed of the giant crabs? Are they like, why am I locked in?
1: At this point, I don't know if they've made like a public announcement, but it's pretty well, it sounds like it's fairly well known with okay. the radio announcement from the morning.
0: Got it. Rumors are spreading. Understood.
1: She finally decides she can't stay any longer and has to go check on her children and panic something might have happened in her absence. They did. It, it did. did, Irie. <laughs> Irie, ugh, you. Your son is never going to speak with you ever again. <laughs> I mean, it was, it wasn't her fault
0: that he wandered off like a punk, but again, not the most responsible parenting.
1: No. She makes it back to her apartment and finds it empty and panics. She begins a search with one Gordon Smallwood. Gordon Smallwood whoa, is whoa, whoa. the boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: Gordon Smallwood. Danielle, I don't think
1: the names are real good. <laughs> you
0: can't just like throw these names out here and then just keep going at full speed without giving <laughs> me a chance to absorb them. <laughs>
1: All right. Gordon Smallwood. Oh, love it. (laughs) I was only going to explain that Gordon Smallwood is the boyfriend of Jean, the one who went to visit her lover.
0: So he's a put-upon boyfriend. She's a put-upon housewife. I get it.
1: Yeah. So they are together. They're searching for the children over the camp.
0: And you know why uh, the What's-Her-Face has a lover? Because she's dating Gordon Smallwood. (laughs)
1: So the kids are out exploring. They're looking for their moms. Basically, they headed back to camp. She still wasn't home. So they're like, well, let's go check the other places for her. Poor little Rodney isn't doing too well. He's like pretty traumatized. Yeah. And very like spaced out. And they make it all the way to the lake in some sort of stupor. Staring at the water, Rodney flashes back to the crab and believes he sees one coming from the water, but realizes with a start as Louise begins screaming that the crab is really there in the freshwater lake.
0: So a crab has managed to tunnel... Parachute? I, it somehow. is
1: very it's I don't think there's a tunnel. I think it just, I don't know, crawled across land and settled in the lake for I don't know, vacation. Hang out.
0: <laughs> nobody a place saw away that? from its friends. <laughs> and nobody saw the giant cow sized crab sculling across the resort going towards I the lake. Could,
1: Cannot tell you, Sam. It's just – it's in the lake, and I know that there's not a tunnel because of what happens in the near future here.
0: I'm going to choose to believe it parachuted in because that's what's funnier. <laughs> I'm,
1: assuming, I'm assuming it parachuted
0: Danielle, quick crab fact from you. What's a crowd favorite mode of transportation?
1: Crab fact corner, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Um, Best mode of transportation is – Oh, its favorite mode of transportation, not many get to actually do it, but one of its favorite modes is riding the wild ponies on Chincoteague Island. That's like the vacation for crabs. What are you um, but saying? On the day today, <laughs> on the day today, I think that they like to use giant starfish or jellyfish or the manta rays, like in Hyperion, and they like to like float along top. Like they'll just like hitch a ride with them.
0: What is Dolphins? Chinkatink Island?
1: It's an island off the east coast where there are wild ponies. Misty Chinkatink. But like it's, I've been there. It's very lovely. There are wild ponies <laughs> that just run a run amok on the island. It's like a protected park, and you can go and look at the pretty ponies. Anyway, I guess that uh, was a the, combination the crab water. fact and
0: pony <laughs> fact corner.
1: I was just saying that I was adding in a bonus craft fact. Do 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 <laughs> that you can go and that's their favorite vacation spot because <laughs> they can ride the wild ponies.
0: Thank you, Danielle. That was actually very educational, oddly. <laughs> You're
1: welcome feel free to look up Chickadee Island
0: <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I need to at this point I think I've learned everything I need to know about it from you thank you
1: you're welcome alright anyway uh, Louise is screaming Rodney is scared about the giant crab coming out from the lake but just before the attack Gordon Smallwood rushes forward <laughs> and saves them rushing away from the crabs <laughs>
0: So Gordon Smallwood did what the construction worker who was building the wall couldn't do, which was run with the kids as opposed to just...
1: Right. I'm pretty sure there was a sand block in their way, so that might have been why he couldn't do it. All right. So the crab follows, but stops 10 yards from the lake. Anger blazes in its eyes and more fear as it takes in the towering concrete buildings and artificial world of the camp. For the first time in its life, it was afraid.
0: I don't buy that at all. They just took on a military <laughs> base. He's like, whoa, a building of concrete scares me.
1: I assume not that the that the story tells you this. I'm gonna assume that this crab is like lived here for a while and it was like hanging out and chilling away from all its other crabs, so it has like no idea what's going on and It finally came out and there and it's like this whole camp's been built around while it's been hanging out in the deeps of the lake, and it's like, what the heck
0: <laughs> so you might say this is a hermit crab danielle
1: yes it's absolutely a hermit crab (laughs) and poor hermit crab it's just sad that the humans are destroying its habitat oh
0: okay oh i'm really proud of that
1: yeah you should be (laughs)
0: you're so
1: proud in fact that we're gonna take a short break while i go to the bathroom
0: okay (laughs) we'll be right back everybody listen to this nice elevator music while, while we do this Oh, thankfully, Danny, you made it back without being attacked by crabs. I was real worried there for a moment.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Crabs are well known in my house.
0: Crabs, scorpions, same thing.
1: Yeah, I'd be way more likely to have night of the scorpions. That'd Ooh, be that terrifying. sounds Please somehow don't. worse. <laughs> no, thank you.
0: No, let's get back to the cow-sized crabs or the cow-sized scorpions.
1: All right, Manning is shocked that they prepped the camp so well, and the crab somehow was inside the house in uh, yeah, the whole cross- time. <laughs> <laughs> but across from him in his office is none other than Professor Cliff Davenport. Cliff Davenport?
0: Ooh, marine biologist.
1: They have the lake now surrounded by armor-piercing guns, and Davenport uh, is hopeful that they might be able to get a specimen from the crab if they manage to kill it.
0: This wasn't in the last book, right? What what, what no. was his part in that last book where he tried to capture a specimen crab at a resort?
1: It wasn't, was it?
0: No, that's my point. Like I thought, yeah, this followed- is like
1: in his off. Well, we don't like solely follow Davis so Davenport. That book just
0: glossed <laughs> over this whole meeting, I guess.
1: Yeah, this is like a, an addendum, a, 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 a strengthening of the previous novel. <laughs> Okay. Like Sorry. If, like, if you read Night of the Crabs and were curious what was happening in the background of Cliff Davenport's life and occasionally what was happening off screen in Cliff Davenport's life, let me write you a book about it. Because <laughs> it's really not that interesting. I'm not okay. sure why you Okay, did thank you,
0: Danielle. You've really sold it.
1: <laughs> if you were curious about the, the camp that was destroyed.
0: <laughs> I forgot there wasn't like even a camp destroyed.
1: Yeah, well, it's because it's happening in the background of the story. It's, like, not important at all. It's talking about, like, I'm not even sure if it talks about the camp, actually. What I think it does talk about is the town and stuff that was, like, the crabs come up and try and destroy the entire town.
0: Right. Okay. Sorry. So, they have armor-piercing rounds. They've surrounded the lake. And Mr. Davenport, questionable marine biologist, possibly a botanist, is...
1: Definitely a botanist, questionable marine biologist. <laughs>
0: okay, got it. it. Is super eager to get a crab specimen for reasons, for science.
1: Well, with his botany degree, he's planning to, you know, see if they can figure out how to kill a the A plant
0: that will kill the crabs.
1: Yeah. So Manning is worried about his camp, basically that it'll tank if they, you know, there's a crab inside of it. <laughs>
0: It really wouldn't help.
1: Davenport points out that it's possible that because crab, the crabs are such a big deal right now, my only increase is visitors. Like, people are coming to the town just to see the giant crabs, which is- No! What? Yeah, they're murder bots. <laughs> I mean, I don't think
0: people wouldn't do that. I think people would because people are idiots, but also, like, no.
1: Isn't that one of the things that's happening in Hyperion, too?
0: Well, no, they, they specifically put up barricades and, and denied travel so people wouldn't flock to Hyperion to watch the war.
1: Exactly, because that's exactly what would happen, except it this is, happen. like, Earth, and you get, like it's hard to block people. So all they have is This is, is, is the blocks. same
0: <laughs> book, Danielle. Did you realize you were doing Hyperion in crab form?
1: No, I didn't realize that, but now that you've mentioned it, I do see all the similarities.
0: <laughs> it's destroyed. It's really bugging me out, man.
1: <laughs> so Manning asked Davenport where he thinks the crabs come from. Do you remember what Davenport thought the crabs came from in the previous books? Sam?
0: Was it nuclear testing?
1: Nuclear the testing atolls? from Russia. Oh, I thought it was
0: Bikini <laughs> Atolls. That would have made more sense. Why would? <laughs> how would Russia do it?
1: Uh, they're thinking Soviet underwater nuclear experiment. That could have led to but the But why
0: not the Bikini Atolls, where we did a lot of nuclear testing?
1: I don't know. I think you said you wanted it to be there, and it wasn't there in the last book either.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I was just projecting my fantasy onto it.
1: <laughs> if this one gets killed, the one in the lake, Davenport will be back tomorrow to do the autopsy. Of note, they're keeping all the camp activities going as well.
0: Oh, uh, shuffleboard and crab murder today at noon.
1: Yep. <laughs> also, to a soldier. whoa,
0: whoa, wait, wait. Davenport has no qualifications to autopsy a giant crab. Just put that out there. No, (laughs) he's a botanist. Yeah, I know. He's like, let me do the autopsy. What are your qualifications? I have a knife.
1: (laughs) Well, they're the closest thing that he has, apparently.
0: Crazy. Why is the government stepping in to take control of the situation? Like, they have scientists.
1: I don't know. They already have Cliff Davenport, renowned botanist. (laughs) What more do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Screw marine biology. (laughs)
0: All right, sorry, move on.
1: All right, cut to a soldier awaiting the evening. The full moon had almost reached its zenith. That would be the signal to attack, for just as the moon controlled the tides, it was a mysterious god of the creatures which inhabited the deep. It would lead them into battle when the hour was nigh, according to the book.
0: <laughs> Very dramatic reading, Danielle. I want to let you get through all of that before I said, what are you talking about?
1: Zenith controlling <laughs> yep.
0: crab moon thing? I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm saying gibberish.
1: What I love about his writing is that he'll tell you this whole story about some characters. Sometimes it's an important character. Sometimes it's not. And then the last, like, two paragraphs of that entire chapter are just some random introspection into some, like, soldier's head, for example, that has – you don't know his name. You know nothing about this dude. It's just like he was watching the calm waters waiting for the crabs. Next chapter. Jean was on her trail again.
0: It's just like a weird way to exposit what the general
1: atmosphere is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like an atmosphere builder. It's like two paragraphs inside of a non-like named character, usually a soldier. <laughs> Are all
0: because he? Ha, I guess he can't just do the third person omniscient narration and just tell people like, "Oh, the water was."
1: I don't know what the thought process. Tents
0: with the portent of crab emergence or something. Yeah, that it's was interesting. A <laughs> the, way,
1: the way the way he writes is interesting. It's very like.
0: There always has to be a character there, is my point. It's like yeah, always, always be a character.
1: Always a character. And they're all like little short stories that are kind of just in Crap's killing them. He can't <laughs> just have like
0: narration. It has to be tied to a character. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're right.
1: All right. Sometimes it's in the crab's head. That's exciting.
0: Oh my god, I can't wait to turn the crab's head, Daniel.
1: <laughs> it's just like, you know, the crabs were waiting for their chance or whatever. It's not oh. like it's internal like thinking. Oh, I want
0: to get like a crab thought, like the crab thought of its family, its crab family, <laughs> and how it was going to the surface for food to bring it back to its crab family to feed its starving crab babies.
1: Anyway, Monday morning, Sam.
0: (laughs) Okay, Monday morning.
1: Jean is trying to make her way back to camp. She misses the soldiers' ride home, and everything is blocked, and no other cars are passing through, so she has to stay in town.
0: Mondays, am I right?
1: Mondays. They're the worst. (laughs) For crab attacks. That night, (laughs) the crabs attack, and lo and behold, the new artillery does not work. They invade the beach, tossing tanks to the side and heading towards the town. You probably remember this. This is like one of the big moments of the book. Yeah, the
0: big battle, yeah.
1: A fire breaks out and sweeps through the town as the crabs continue their tirade and townsfolk flee and they are unaffected by the flames and the heat. At 3.30 a.m., the monstrous crab leader signals a retreat with his pinchers and they fall back, returning to the sea.
0: Bum-bum-bum! Why? Again, did, do you remember why they went back to the sea?
1: Um, There's a lot of like supposition that. About the moon? Yeah, about the moon and about how long they can stay out or how far they can be from the sea. So, like, they dry out if they go too far. It's like they're testing how far they can get from the sea and be on land without having any access to seawater.
0: Okay, sure. So they keep going
1: I, farther and farther throughout the book.
0: Do they need seawater? Because lake crab, hermit crab, there is using well, fresh water. I, I
1: had a, some kind of water. That's great. <laughs> that they're not the same.
0: It would be very. <laughs>
1: Clear about that. I don't know if the crabs, if crabs need sea sea water or not.
0: I don't know. We need okay. we need botanist Cliff Davenport to tell as us. As
1: usual, <laughs> we need like we we should have had for this episode should have had a crab uh,
0: scientist, crabologist. Yeah,
1: like a crabologist <laughs> on marine <laughs> biologist.
0: What are they call their are uh, decapods, right? So we got a decapodian decapologist. I don't
1: know. <laughs> this is why we need one, Sam.
0: We don't even know the word we need. We don't even know what we need, but we need it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but if you're listening and you happen to know a lot about crabs, feel free to let us know and you can come on and we can have you for a special episode talking about I um, would
0: the love that. That would be amazing.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway, still Monday morning, but now at the Blue Ocean camp. They're awaiting the crab in the lake and it is one twenty five AM. It surfaces and the armor piercing bullets start firing, but to their shock and dismay, ricochet off their shells.
0: Oh, who could have seen this terrible turn of events? <laughs>
1: Oh no! The troops draw back and the crab makes its way towards camp, seeming to have a destination in mind. They watch it as it makes its way up the thoroughfare, unable to do anything.
0: It's going for the water slide! It wants to ride it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> to absolute surprise, it beelines for the sandbags surrounding the coast. It's going home, someone shouts. And they realize that that's true as it scales the sandbags heading back to the sea.
0: Well, wow, that was a real impediment for it, wasn't it? That whole it, sandbag it talks, wall. It,
1: it is a whole, like, paragraph of it trying to get up the sandbags. It takes a hot minute. But oh, okay. yeah, it makes it. It gives them one last malevolent look as it crests the bags, disappearing into the ocean.
0: So is Hermit Crab just pointless? It, was that to scare the kids <laughs> yes. and <they> disappear? <laughs>
1: Almost, I would say fifty percent of this book is pointless, <laughs> and I am not exaggerating.
0: Amazing! I <laughs> love it. speaking of, again. Speaking about someone who was telling you just in our previous episode how much I hope all the Hyperion like characters and all their plans are pointless. It's perfect. It's a, this is a perfect analogy, Daniel. You have found a crab version of Hyperion. <laughs> I'm amazed.
1: Taking notes on this was frustrating because I was like, what is important?
0: <laughs> Danielle, you would describe my entire Hyperion experience.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we're having similar experiences. Mine was just a lot shorter than yours.
0: Oh, kindred spirits, Danielle. I'm so glad this is happening.
1: Yeah, I actually, not quite yet, but I got to a point a little bit further on where I just read the rest of the book because I was like, this character can't possibly be important. There's just another like long meandering story about this character that I, in the end, cut out. <laughs> i'm sorry everybody
0: <laughs> amazing i love it i want to hear danielle's unabridged crab retell
1: oh my gosh! it was a really weird story i almost added it in but i was like i don't have time for this nonsense
0: <laughs> <laughs> more specifically we all don't have time for this maybe we'll have a bonus episode where you tell us that story that you cut out yeah maybe deleted it's scenes from one. crab stories
1: all right anyway irie later that morning is talking to smallwood apparently he's as i said gene's boyfriend <laughs> is kind of where i figured that. out <laughs> And is worried that she wasn't able to make it back, as promised, especially with the town now in flames. And he decides that he has to go and find her and see what's going on. No kidding. It's not that he's particularly into Jean. Like, it was kind of a summer romance. He's not quite sure, you know, like, where it's going or anything. But he feels kind of obligated to at this point.
0: Yeah, I know. It's someone you were there with. You want to make sure they're not dead. I get it.
1: Right. So he gets stymied by a patrol blocking the road, and there seems to be no way around. And he meets up with a group that's also trying to get out of town, and they agree to ford the coastline. Basically, they're just going to like walk up the coastline and daring to get through the crabs while the tide is out.
0: That's going to go so well for them.
1: Yeah, it's going to go super well. They, I promise none of them are going to die.
0: Okay. I believe you, Danielle, because I believe everything <laughs> you say.
1: He says his goodbyes to Irie. She gives him her address, wishing she could ask him to stay with her and the kids. But she knows that, you know, obviously he needs to see what happened to his girlfriend. And he rushes off to meet up with the crew. They head down to the coast, making their way along the cliff side, uh, along the sandbars. Not the Cliff
0: Davenport side.
1: No, not the Cliff Davenport side. <laughs> and that is an interesting choice to make your character named. His name is Cliff, right? I, I don't know. You, wait, you're you asking me I now confirmed. if his name is Cliff? <laughs> I confirmed it was Cliff. but I really only wrote Professor Davenport in my notes, so great question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I could have gotten that completely wrong, Danielle. and We've just totally screwed <laughs> this pooch.
1: Fine. I'm sure that's not here, I can tell you.
0: All right. Well, anyway, we'll assume the, the professor who's probably named Cliff is not part of the story, so we can move on. Hang on. Do you really need to look this up right now?
1: Yeah, I'm curious.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Aren't you curious?
0: No, I don't care. I think it's funny for calling Cliff and his name's not like Cliff. It's Cliff. Alright.
1: I was pretty sure you were right. I usually am. As they're trudging <laughs> up the the, <laughs> the beach side, he has a long thought process about Irie and how great she is and like how much he He's known her know, for like twelve minutes. <laughs> I like know, literally like a day. less than
0: a day, right?
1: <laughs> And as he's having this conversation about how he'd love to, like, you know, actually get to know her, and they're not both not in, like, this, they're in positions to do that, but wouldn't it be great? Suddenly, a single scream brunts the silence. He looks wildly around him, suddenly realizing the rocks and boulders have come to life. The crabs were lying in wait, camouflaged in the dark, acting like rocks.
0: Do you say (laughs) camouflage? Because, hilarious, they're using clams as camouflage. (laughs)
1: Camouflage, crap. I think not it's know. crab,
0: it should be camouflage because that's more punny.
1: Clamouflaged in the dark, acting like rocks, acting like giant clams. I thought their whole thing was they
0: had to test how far they could spend without the water. But now they're like, we're going to spend all night pretending to be rocks. It's fine.
1: I don't know how long they were there. Maybe they saw, uh, actually, I'll get into why they're on their beach in, in a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Can't wait for that. <laughs>
1: The crabs run through the team, killing everyone in their path, but Gordon manages to slip away, breaking into a run, trying to make it inland.
0: Danielle, you told me no one would die. You lied to me. I lied.
1: A bunch of characters die that I'm not going to give you the names of because it doesn't Perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the crabs chase after him, gaining on him, until his only option is to jump off like a cliffside, trying to make it not inland. And he rushes the ledge and you jump. Uh, cut to black. <laughs> oh, what happens? Is he
0: dead? Probably not.
1: Jean made it through the town fire, which, you know, when it, everything kind of uh, happened. And she decides to head out now. Pretty much it's abandoned and she's trying to make it out of town on foot, making her way up the road. As she's walking the twisty road, a lorry, loaded with cement blocks, makes its way towards her and she presses against the side of the cliff as it passes.
0: She doesn't hitchhike with it?
1: No, she doesn't because she gets like a weird vibe from it and like it's like, a guy alone in the truck and I don't know why. She just decides not to. Is it, a, is it a
0: crab driving the truck?
1: No, it's just a human.
0: <laughs> well, I do I'd be like, I'd be like it more if it was a crab.
1: <laughs> so she doesn't have the truck stop. But as the truck passes or something goes awry and it starts gathering up speed up, up ahead of her, trying to negotiate a turn, but it has to turn either into the cliffside or into the cliff. It's going too fast to make it around. The driver decides to turn towards the cliffside and cement blocks tumble from the back as it hits. The driver... Exits the vehicle, surprised at his luck for having survived the encounter with nothing more than a few scratches, only to find blood pooling from behind the blocks.
0: There was somebody... Oh, did he kill Jean with the blocks? Jean's dead.
1: Jean's dead. What? (laughs) She dies in a block accident from a lorry truck that's carrying cement blocks. What? Not even with crabs. <laughs> She's a main character. Is she a main we character? She's her. very ancillary. We followed She's... her. She is. I mean, none of the characters get more than a few pages. I would actually argue that obviously Irie and um what's-his-face Smallwood are probably the uh, main, main characters. But Jean is like... You get more scenes with her than anybody else. I cut a couple of things from her story. And he
0: just kills her off with cement blocks
1: in a lorry accident. Yep.
0: <laughs> this is Hetmastine dying for no. This is this is Hyperion. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I almost cut her, but I was like, "What the heck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why even have this?" <laughs>
1: It's like her story has no bearing on anything other than it gets small wood. I think the point is to get small wood to the beach.
0: But like he could have gone to the beach for many reasons that were not her related. I don't know.
1: No, nope, he needs to be trying to get into town because otherwise this wouldn't work. Or have crabs right. kill her? Yeah.
0: I don't care. This,
1: <laughs> no, I know she's the only. She's basically one of the only non-crab related deaths.
0: That poor driver is going to have to like a hell of a police report.
1: <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I felt worse for him right? than I did for Jean. And Jean lives kind of a sucky life, so. All right, Davenport is sitting with the Ministry of Defense to get an update. The minister tells him that a party of crabs came ashore at the Blue Ocean Holiday Camp. They didn't try to breach the seawall. They actually came ashore about two miles up and walked back down, taking out a bunch of men trying to make their way out of the beach line for an escape. So he's talking about the crew that Smallwood was with. Right. They think they finally turned back outside the camp because that was as far as they could go outside of water. Okay.
0: So they didn't Do we make know it to why the they camp. were disguised as boulders for X amount of hours?
1: I I don't think it was hours. I think they probably saw the humans and decided to disguise themselves so they could attack. Quick thinking crabs. Well, they're they're led by King crabs, Sam. They're brilliant. I'm
0: sorry. I I didn't mean to disparage the amazing King Crab. My apologies.
1: But let me tell you a little bit more about King Crab. There's some more bad news from the Minister of Defense. There have now been two spottings of King Crab, the largest of the crabs, but... The spottings were at the same time, which suggests that the crabs, that there's potentially more than one king crab, or there's a leader, and he just happens to be one of the biggest ones, but that the other crabs can get even larger in size, that perhaps most of them are not full grown, and that could be spawned underneath the ocean.
0: Uh So either there are two king crabs, like he's got, maybe it's a general, maybe he's a king and his general, you don't know.
1: It could be, it could be. That is not suggested in the story, but it's a possibility. They're just worried that this, like the king crab, is probably like the actual size of a crab, and
0: these are like the rust are still
1: growing. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the teenagers that are still growing. <laughs>
0: Ooh, that bad news for us.
1: Meanwhile, back on the beach, Gordon Smallwood wakes up the next morning, realizing suddenly that he's lying in a narrow rock cleft, the one that he had tried to jump the night before. And he has memories of the crabs moving around him from the night, unable to get to him because of where he was stuck kind of like in a tunnel area. So
0: he's wedged himself like 127 hours style.
1: Yeah, but he's not like stuck there. He can get out.
0: Okay, great. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Afraid that the crabs had made it to the camp and destroyed it, he gets back up and heads back the way he came. He wants to make sure. He's like, Well, I can't make it to the city, so I'm going back. Forget Gene, I'm camp. going
0: back to the camp.
1: <laughs> he makes it back. Manning fires him, I think, which is hilarious. There's a whole scene with it <laughs> because he left camp. <laughs> Was Jean working for Manning? No, Jean was working for Manning. I told you that earlier.
0: Okay, I missed that. Sorry.
1: Yeah, they they both worked for the camp.
0: Wait, Jean and Irie worked for the camp?
1: No, Jean and Gordon Smallwood worked for the camp.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, great. Perfect. I I, yes. I lost track of who was who.
1: It's okay. I'm not sure if I said Gordon Smallwood worked for the camp, but he did. And as soon as he gets back, Manning's like, you're fired, which just seems kind of mean when everybody died around him. <laughs> Also, you're stuck in the camp you're like locked in
0: i'd be like this is probably for the best i have to work for a guy like you
1: so he has to stay on the property. Ironically, he can't like leave, so he's just fired and like hanging out.
0: That is the worst. I
1: know. Manning calls Davenport demanding answers about why the crabs didn't kill them all, and is ins- like he knows he knows they made it to the camp but didn't actually come inside, and insisting that they need to leave the camp. Davenport basically is like, "Suck it up, Buttercup, because you're stuck there now." Like you had your chance to leave and you blew it. You had your chance, like you know, shore up and stay. Uh, the moon is starting to wane, so maybe they'll get lucky.
0: Well. You know what they say, crabs, they're up all night to get lucky.
1: (laughs) Crab fact crabs (laughs)
0: love EDM and uh, techno music.
1: They do. Their favorite DJ is DJ Shrike.
0: (laughs) That is a crab fact.
1: (laughs) That is a crap fact.
0: He also murders people uh, with pointy, sharp blades. It's great. Perfect.
1: Yeah. There's a tie-in. An obvious tie-in. That's obvious probably tie-in. where the Shrike came from.
0: Crab? You think I mean, these, was...
1: these... I think these crabs are beyond time. So, yeah, I do actually <laughs> think that the Shrike and the crabs are somehow tied in together. You think
0: the crab, like, made the Shrike, set it back in time to kill humanity?
1: Yeah, or maybe the Shrike made the crabs, and these are, like, his minions?
0: I don't know what... The answer is no yeah, but i am very excited for the crab <laughs> the <God's> hyperion over. <laughs> cinematic universe
1: perfect irie and gordon move in together in the camp uh the camp shows are still That's going fast. on for <laughs> some reasons i think I, I assume maybe gordon got kicked out of his place because he no longer works
0: so the there. guy's like you're fired i'm not gonna give you a place to stay but you can't leave
1: that's all I can think of. Unless Irie was like, hey, could you please stay with us? Because this is really freaking me out. <laughs> Which is also, they talked about that earlier. All right. So it's possible that they just decided why not. I mean, They're I know here. the
0: real reason he's shacking up with her is for the book to have sexy times, but.
1: Because he wants to have sexy times.
0: Yeah, but I, sure, whatever.
1: Uh, unfortunately, she won't let him sleep in the same bed because of the kids. So he's bummed. Aww. I know. The camp shows are still going on for reasons. And when Irene and Gordon reunite later that day, she tells them that she took the kids to the adventure playground.
0: That'll clear them of their trauma.
1: (laughs) But it was kind of miserable because they got bored of the swings and climbed into the tunnel and wouldn't come out until she crawled in after them. Gordon has a sudden realization on how they can survive the night because the crabs are expected to attack. He tells is it a bunker? Her about, no, he tells her about the cleft he fell into in the tunnel, and they decide to go to it that evening to hide.
0: So his plan is, "Hey, come stay with me in a cave I found." Yes, brilliant, absolutely, love it. <laughs> well, let's also tell no one else whose whose lives we could save with this information. Well,
1: Irie tells him like that same thing, and he's like, "Well, only a few people can fit in there, so there's no way that like we can't bring everybody with us. Like we'll barely fit."
0: All right, sounds evil, but let's go with it.
1: <laughs> the author thought of that, Sam. Right. You know what? Each their own. They're giant crabs.
0: That's fair. Every person for themselves.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Manning is in his office, and he has uh, constructed his escape plan. He has twenty five thousand dollars in cash in his suitcases that he's taking from the resort that probably belongs to other people.
0: So he's embezzling twenty five k in his suitcase, and he's going to hightail yes. it out of there. Wait, wait. Twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand pounds. Well, I guess they're not in Wales anymore.
1: Well, 25,000 pounds, probably. Whatever. (laughs) 25,000, like... Monetary units units And cash (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote He has 25,000 In cash In suitcases Okay great So he's planning To take it with him The yacht sits out On the harbor Ready for a quick escape And he no longer cares About the crabs That was almost
0: sunk By crabs Perfect
1: Yeah he's Well he's planning To like drive it off Kind of the opposite direction And live on it for a while
0: What could go wrong Probably not crabs
1: No He no longer cares About the crabs Or the camp He's just like Whatever I have insurance It'll be fine (laughs) All right, surrounded by military, the camp lays in wait, and suddenly the crabs appear!
0: No! Who could have seen that coming?
1: (laughs) They swarm the beach, defying any artillery thrown at them, and they're led by the king crab. The colonel, the, the human colonel, not the king crab colonel.
0: The, the human colonel, colonel, not the crab colonel, got it.
1: <laughs> gives the order to retreat and the campers wishing to flee are allowed, uh, allowed to with coverage from the military. Or they can shelter on site because this attack is not going well. The crabs are winning. No everybody. kidding. Humanity is destroyed.
0: <laughs> well, we had a good run.
1: Manning leaves his quarters the moment of the first shot, hurrying away with the suitcases of cash and making his way to the yacht. A few hundred yards away, a sudden pain brings him to a halt. It's a sharp pain in his chest, reminding him that he'd been ignoring an upset stomach all day. He tries to step forward, and another sharp pain runs through him.
0: And he killed by heartburn? I'll be very (laughs) mad if he's killed by heartburn.
1: Heartburn? No, maybe a heart attack. Young soldier steps forward, telling him he can't go any further. His orders are that nobody can cross. And Manning's like, "What the heck? I own this place. I can cross if I want to." And he's like, "No, my orders are clear. You can't cross here." And he gets another pain across his chest, and then collapses onto the ground. The guy, you know, rushes forward trying to help, but realizes there's absolutely nothing he can do. It's not like he can call an ambulance or get a doctor or anything. Right. The crabs are literally attacking the camp. As so this guy you're telling is me
0: our primary antagonist and one of our kind of main characters are both killed by non-crabulated things?
1: Absolutely. He dies from a heart attack as he's trying to get to his yacht with all of his money.
0: (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why crabs? Why even have crabs? <laughs> people just die of random heart attacks or blocks from a lorry.
1: I mean, a million people in this book have already died from the crabs, Sam. <laughs>
0: but no one that we actually wanted to have die.
1: I don't know. I mean, I didn't really want Gene to die. I had nothing against her.
0: Well, I mean, like, the point is, you get the satisfaction of this guy having caused all these deaths at the hands of the crabs through his selfishness being killed by the crabs that he was ignoring, basically, or the problem that he was ignoring, or trying to profit from.
1: Absolutely. I think Manning should have been killed by some crabs. I mean, indirectly, he was killed by the the stress of the crabs, but yeah, a nice. It would have been nice if a crab had just like come forward and murdered him.
0: It's like you know someone being killed by a dinosaur in Jurassic Park after being like, oh, the dinosaurs are totally safe.
1: Yes, exactly that.
0: So it's like you have to have the thing that people are trying to profit from, be the thing that kills them. That's where you get the satisfying irony or the comeuppance from. So you can nope, a heart attack. Heart attack. <laughs> it is terrible! It's not satisfying in any way.
1: <laughs> it's one of the reasons I was doing this book, Sam. <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> Got better and better.
0: Uh, Oh, Terrible. I hate it. Go on. (laughs)
1: Uh, Gordon, Irie, and the kids, uh, you know, head out that night to climb into the tunnel and they're uh, waiting until finally they hear the crabs arrive. They can see the moon coming and going as the crabs cross it. And though the crabs dig into the space, knowing there are humans inside, they aren't able to reach them. And they hear the crabs make their way across the camp and then the destruction within and then head back to sea. And Um, after some time, (laughs) you know, like, woo! After some time, Gordon goes out to explore. The crabs didn't kill as many as expected, as the moon was waning, so they weren't able to stay out as long as usual.
0: What does a moon have to do with how long they can stay out?
1: (laughs) It says, their god, the moon, was not on their side. He imposed restrictions, prevented them from traveling any great distances from the sea, called them back, a call which they could no more deny than the children and rats of Hamlin when they heard the piper.
0: Is that the moon made that call, or King Crab?
1: (laughs) The moon made that call, because they're not able to- Sam, we have established in the other book that the moon <laughs> is totally like the god of these crabs. <laughs> they are I don't crabs. care,
0: Danielle. I, I'm not going to like just say it was in the other book. It's fine. It's still nonsense.
1: <laughs> I'm just letting you know.
0: <laughs> you're going to Pied Piper them with the moon nonsense. Yes.
1: <laughs> Uh, Gordon calls out to them, telling he doesn't think they're going to come back until maybe the next full moon. It seems like it was probably the last hurrah. Irie and Gordon grasp hands, and Irie asks How Gordon is he to suddenly a crab, they do? a crab expert?
0: A crab spurt, know. if you will.
1: <laughs> I don't know. And we know very little about Gordon in this story.
0: But apparently, he's a crab spurt.
1: Yep. I, so, as I said, I asked Gordon to stay with them until the crabs come back, and I guess maybe she's going to leave her husband. It's very unclear.
0: <laughs> she should, honestly. You
1: should Gordon Smallwood,
0: should. aside from that one small problem, sounds like an amazing guy.
1: Yeah. And he agrees and thinks maybe this, you know, does have a future. And suddenly, amidst the debris, quote unquote, the Blue Ocean Holiday Camp seemed the most marvelous place on Earth.
0: What? Now no. Sand. It's a horrible place where your child was traumatized. <laughs> My first thought would be, let's get the heck away from this horrible hell prison that almost was our tomb.
1: All right. I'm going to send you. Wait, that's end the end of the
0: book. That's the end of the book.
1: That's, end the, book.
0: that's the end of the book. Nothing happened in that book. It was, <laughs> oh, I'm angry. Like, those stories aren't even interesting. It's just things that happened that no one cared about. Oh, no.
1: So this is what happened when I read the because I had a very similar thing. I was like, why is this the end of the book? I got really bad about it. Uh, and then yeah, I was like, that's you. probably good for book, report- book retorts. And then I decided that I had to like reframe the story in my mind because clearly the story is about like this family, essentially this made family, found yeah. family.
0: The Gordon Smallwood has to, family.
1: Right. That has to like survive the camp destruction. But it's a little blase and a little quickly done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And also it murders some other people who aren't relevant. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see like, this profiteering billionaire or whatever trying to make money off the crabs and holding a bunch of people hostage, and then like the fallout from like what would happen in that situation. But we didn't get any of that.
1: No, I think they could have done a whole lot more with uh Manning. Yeah, but I am going to send you the little cl- uh thing that the author wrote right at the end of this.
0: So it's like the afterword,
1: yeah. Yes, uh, excuse the lowercase, I did not capitalize all the words correctly.
0: I, I'll, I'll think I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, our author, Guy. Whatever his name yeah, is. Smith. Guy N Smith, yes, has this to say about this book. Following the attack on the Blue Ocean holiday camp, the giant crabs moved back to Barmouth, where they demolished the viaduct over the estuary and more <laughs> lives were lost. Dude's breaking out his big words about water structures. <laughs> It was Professor Cliff Davenport who finally defeated them, matching strength and cunning with ingenuity, and rid the Welsh coast of the danger. The story's related in Night of the, Cra- <laughs> the related in Night of the Crabs. So he's like, "Hey guys, if this story sucked, go read the other book."
1: <laughs> My favorite thing about that, though, is like he gets to this point, and you're like, "Surely there's more to this story." And it's like, "Hey, if you want to know more, you might read the other book." <laughs> Even though amazing. the beginning uh, the beginning of this is like, part of that story was told Night of the Crabs. The remainder is told in this book. I'm like, no, I would say the remainder is told in the other book.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. The remainder of Night of the Crabs told in this book. In the end, the remainder of this book is told in Night of the Crabs. It's like an Ouroboros. It's just a circular, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a never-ending loop.
1: I told you this was a paralleling story of like, if you This is not paralleling. You never cared about, never cared about <laughs> Night of the Crabs.
0: This is not paralleling, Danielle. This is like they're joined. This is a circle. They can't You can't have a parallel circles.
1: <laughs> uh, it's like he cut out all the parts from Night of the Crabs and then was like – because his book was getting too long and he just like threw them into another book and was like, there you go. There's the rest of Night of the Crabs. This Krabs. is like,
0: here's the director's cut, all the cutting room floor, the outtakes from Night of the Crabs. <laughs> Deleted scenes.
1: This book is wild. I really want to read the books that like explain more of the crabs. There's like whole books that are devoted to the crabs. I'm like dying to read them and they're not, they're available. They're very expensive.
0: I was so excited to hear more about Night of the Crabs, like more about the crabs. This book (laughs) was a disappointment.
1: I warned you at the beginning.
0: I was still like, oh, go, sure, we'll have some more crab action at the very least. No, the most exciting thing that happened was a crab crawled out of a lake and then left, and nobody cared. Yep, 100%. I am so disappointed. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm angry. I want more crabs, Danielle. More crabs. Not less crabs and well, more whiny people.
1: Maybe we'll get lucky, and the next book I find will be one of the crab books. Oh,
0: uh, if only. Uh, if only. Well, I don't even know what to say, Danielle. That was a waste of time. <laughs>
1: My face hurts. I've laughed too much.
0: <laughs> it was very entertaining. It was a very entertaining waste of time. So I guess it wasn't that big a waste. But man, I wanted so much more from that book.
1: Yeah. Well, imagine reading it. <laughs> you think that was bad? Yeah,
0: no. I imagine reading them would be equally frustrating, Danielle. If not more so. Because at least you knew that there was nothing you were missing because someone wasn't telling you everything.
1: Also, of, as I said, there are like several characters I pulled out because they, the stories don't go anywhere. They're just...
0: There was like, more right. that was more relevant that was just not relevant, and you took yeah, it out. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "What? why does this book exist?
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you for doing another attempt at crabs. At least we got more crab facts, so there's always that. We've got nothing yeah. else. We have yep, those. Yep.
1: I was also disappointed there was not more crabs, but I thought just the sheer uh, unnecessary uh, existence of this book was good for Booker Torts in the end. You're not wrong, book Pretty edition. spectacular.
0: <laughs> well, if you out there are the crab expert we need, the crabologist, the decopodian <laughs> knowledge, op- whatever the word is. In fact, even tell us the word uh, for the crustaceologist. I don't know. If you are any of those things, we clearly need all the help we can get understanding crabs and we would love to pick your brain.
1: Literally. No, Yes, wait, take your brain out of your like... head and pick it. <laughs> I know my words. Shut up.
0: And yeah, you can pick your friends. You can pick your brains, but you can't pick your friends' brains.
1: I <laughs> you can. I just would not recommend it.
0: <laughs> well, if you are such a knowledgeable person, please reach out to us at BookRetorts.com.
1: You can also tweet Instagram and Facebook us at BookRetorts. Do we still want to say tweet?
0: <laughs> uh, for the moment, we'll leave it as is. We'll see how this goes <laughs> okay. in the future. <laughs> And if you want to help fund Danielle buying more crab books, you can donate to us at... <laughs> I was
1: like, where are you going with that, Sam? Patreon.com <laughs> Danielle slash Yeah, Danielle does need funding to buy more crab books because... Yeah, they're expensive. Uh, you, you guys want to like look those up. They're pricey, man.
0: <laughs> Wild.
1: We'd have all of the crab books done already if I could afford every single one of them.
0: That, well, I'm kind of glad you can't because that would be a lot of crab books.
1: I'm going to start looking at all the... the usual places yeah. yeah
0: all right well thanks so much danielle for our crab facts why don't you share one more crab fact as our parting gift to the audience
1: uh crab fact do, 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 do. they do not like to say goodbye
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just murder you instead
1: <laughs> that's why they murder
0: <laughs>
1: you say you're saying your, a lot of their problems
0: <laughs> your thesis is that crabs are so bad at saying goodbye. They really never want to say goodbye, so their only option is to murder people, so they never say goodbye to them.
1: I mean, can you deny that that's a total solution to that problem?
0: Danielle, it explains everything perfectly. You have solved this book. Well done.
1: Crab crabs facts. are nothing if not practical.
0: <laughs> they are extremely practical, yes. Murder. Bonus crab fact. <laughs> All right, well, on that lovely crab fact, please be careful. There are cow-sized crabs among us.
1: Yes, they're not sheep-sized. They're larger than sheep, in fact. They are not elephant-sized. They're not other creatures that are similar to cow-sized. They are specifically and specifically. only cow-sized crabs. Do you think there's crab milk because of this? I mean, maybe. Maybe that's why they're cow-sized. They have,
0: <laughs> because they, they, they have crab udders? With, they have crutters.
1: They bred with cows and they have crutters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: great perfect
1: why would you why would you think that out loud
0: why because the word (laughs) crutters is amazing congratulations my gift to the world
1: (laughs) all right we're done cut
0: bye
1: (laughs) take care everybody a bunch of other books. Maybe they're easier to find.
0: Let me see. What, what are they called again?
1: I just say Night of the... If you do Guy and Night on Guy Wikipedia... Guy and Smith, it- you mean? Guy and Smith. Oh, my gosh. Uh, on Wikipedia, it brings up a whole list of his...
0: Mm, that's not what I want. Uh, <laughs> do not search... Mm, never mind. <laughs> I have Small Night Orchestra, The Immortality of Crabs as a musical piece.
1: No, what? No. <laughs>